this with me. I'm fully persuaded. I'm thoroughly convinced. Based on God's word, there's something on me. It's called the blessing of God. It's put there by God to empower me to prosper, to succeed, to increase, to excel, to rise above. Therefore, therefore, I cannot lose. I'm a winner in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> so listen to this. I, um, you know, sometimes you, you just go Cadillac and through the Bible and you're looking at things. And I, and I was this morning, as I was going through this, I, I came across this, that back in um, December 21st, 2008, Pastor Gary prophesied this over our church. It's funny how things come back, prophecies. And it was from Haggai 2.19. From this day forward, I will bless you. So if that was back in 2008, from that day forward, forward is still happening. But we need to fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. Right? Lay hold. Lay hold. And notice that, you know, and just remind yourself, hey, listen, I've been blessed. We had a word from the Lord, from the prophet of the house back in 2008, December 21st, which would make it like it was on a Sunday morning. This is Sunday morning. Take it. Take it. Yeah. Amen. So uh, the title of this message is called Step Into the Winner's Circle. Step in to the winner's circle. So uh, let's go to um, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Oh my, are you here? <laughs> Hebrews eleven six, 6, please. Yay! <laughs> I can do that without a mic. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. With my inside voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, are you there? Yes. All right. <laughs> it says, but without faith, face, all right, on who am I talking to? <laughs> without faith, it is impossible to please him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For he that comes to God must believe that he is. He is what? Goes right back to our bedrock truths. He cannot lie. We must believe that he cannot lie. We must believe his word is true. We must believe we can trust in him. We must believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we must believe as he is, so are we today. So without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is all of that and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. So I, I looked up rewarder and out of the Greek lexicon, it says it's one who pays wages. In the um, dictionary of the New Testament, it says a rewarder is one who repays. But in the vines, it says recompense. 
So I looked up recompense in dictionary.com. It means to repay, to reward as for service, to pay or give compensation or for, or to make restitution of. In the Webster's 1828, it says to make, listen to this, to make an equivalent return in profit or produce. And then it says this, the labor of man is recompensed by the fruits of the earth. And when I said fruits of the earth, it automatically brought me over to um, uh, John chapter 15, verse 15. Let's go there, please. New uh, King James. John 15, 15. It says, the labor of man is recompensed by the fruits of the earth. And in John 15, 15, it says, henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant not knows how, uh, what his Lord does, but I have called you friends. Amen. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known to you. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. Recompense. You should go bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Your reward should remain. Amen. That whatsoever, and look at this, that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Man, that's good stuff. Uh, in the message in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, it is impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. He cares enough to respond. How many times do you hear people, why God, why, why God, why, why, when God, when? He cares enough to respond when you ask him in faith. Don't ask him in wine. He doesn't, he, it doesn't translate. There's, there's not a Bible translation for wine. There's a New King James. There's all these other different translations, but um, there is not a translation called <laughs> New King Wine. There's not. It's just, just uh, Now, in Numbers 11.23, um, the Lord asked Moses this question. Is the, is the Lord's hand waxed short? No. And then in Genesis 18, 14, to Abraham, is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. Thank you. Yell at me. Genesis. So, we're going, so I'm going backwards now because we started Genesis 18. Now Genesis 15, 1 and 2. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram. I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. And Abraham, Abram said, Lord God, what are you going to give me? Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Oh. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. no. And he says, what are you going to give me? So this is in Genesis 15, but Genesis 12, 1 to 3, it says, um, now, yeah, Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your kindred, from your father's house, to the land I'm going to show you. I will, he, this is what he's telling him. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And you are going to be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you. Curse them that curse me. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Why did he have to ask the question a couple of chapters later? Um, to the point where God had to turn around and say, is there anything too hard for me? Look what I promised you. If I've got you here, 
Is there anything too hard? Whatever, whatever it is we're going through, is there anything too hard for them? Sometimes that, that needs to be something that's, that's a, a running conversation in our minds when we go through all of this stuff. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Matthew 19, uh, verse 26, Jesus looked at, at his disciples. He said, uh, with men, and this is impossible. This ties everything up. But with God, what? All things are possible. Everything is possible. All things. Whatever it is you can, can put your faith on, God stamped it possible. Amen. So, step into the winner's circle. So, I, had, I, I looked up winner's circle. And check this out. Because you, you can find definitions for everything. Um, winner's circle is a small circular area or enclosure at a racetrack where the awards are bestowed on winning mounts and their donkey, or the donkeys, the jockeys. <laughs> the jockeys. So if you ever watch the, the Preakness Stakes and all, the, all those horse race things, that's where, the, that's where they go. <laughs> Stop it. That's where they go to get their, their reward. But the other definition, and this, this is us. A, any select group of winners, achievers, are those that have been accepted as worthy. That's the winner's circle. Now, I had this title before I found this out. It's, it's, it's great because, you know, you get a title, then you start digging. And, and so it's called Step Into the Winner's Circle. Step Into to take a particular role, do a particular task. A person stepped into the role or position of director. We are to step in the, into the role and position of a winner. We are supposed to step in to the role and the position of a winner. Not winner, but winner. Cinnamon, synonyms for winner, a victor, a champion, a conqueror, a, van a vanquisher, a defeater, a conquering hero, a gold medalist, a cup winner, a prize winner, a conquistador, conquistador, por favor. Check this one out. Victor Ludorum is Latin. Victor Ludorum. And it's Latin for the winner of games. We're in this game called life. The winner of games, the Super Bowl, the World Series, the Stanley Cup. And so I had, you know, and underneath that, it says antonym, which is the opposite. And it had just one word. One little word. Loser. <laughs> Out of all those other synonyms, and you got one word. That can, if you get your mind stuck on that one word, it'll cancel out all of those other things we just read. I'm a winner. I'm a winner, man. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, please. Verse 57. Praise the Lord. So we're stepping into the winner's circle because that's what we do. That's what we've been called. We're placed there. Our minds are set on winning. No? Okay. Yeah, I am. We are. Yes, we are. You're allowed to say, yes, I am. Yes, I am. 
Yes, I am. I resemble that remark. Thank you very much. Right? 1 Corinthians 15:57. It says, But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brethren and sistren, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. What you do to him is never in vain. Sometimes you get, you know, you get stuck on your dailiness of daily, and it's like, oh man, one more time around this mountain. Glory to God. Here we go again. It's never in vain. I like the Amplify because it's just louder. <laughs> and I resemble that remark. Praise the Lord. It says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors. He's going to make you a conqueror when you allow him to do that. Don't fight the process. Let him make you a conqueror through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're, you know, we're talking about how much we love him. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be made a conqueror. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, never inferior. You are, we're supposed to be superior to our circumstances, whatever it is. And when your mindset is on superior being and not cocky, there's a difference because then you're an idiot. <laughs> For real, you can be superior without being stupid. Just there's a knowing. And when you, when you know that you know and you walk into a situation, people are going to gravitate towards you because they can trust you and they know, okay, you, he's got this. He's got this. I can follow him. Right? Because there's something that's on him. It's called the blessing of God. <laughs> Amen. Always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. How many people in this room do that? Absolutely every single one of them in their service of the Lord. They're always doing more than what it, what's expected over and above. That's you. Amen. Doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware that your labor is not futile, it's never wasted, and it's not for no purpose. There is a purpose behind everything that God has asked you to do. There's a purpose between, behind everything pastor has asked you to do. Amen. If you're asked to serve in the ministry, there's nothing better than to do that. To do more than enough. Joey plays guitar in the one team, but he does more than enough on the other team. Over and above. He didn't have to come and play bass. He's not a bass player. He's a guitar player that plays bass. Right? But he's doing more than enough. He wasn't begged to do it. I can go around this room. Prayer people doing more than enough. They could just, you know, do a couple of chandelabras and, and just leave it, leave it at that. But no, they come in Thursdays. They come in early Sundays. And, and during the week, they're always praying. Amen. It's good. It's never wasted. And it's for no purpose. <laughs> it is for a purpose. First uh, John chapter 5. Please. 1 John chapter 5. 
Again, step into the winner's circle. We're winners. And we resemble that. And you know it. First John 5, 1 John 5.1, King James. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. We all qualify? Verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. So if you are whosoever that believes that Jesus is, is the Christ, is born of God, then whatsoever is born of God, so we qualify, we over, we're, we're qualified to be world overcomers. Yeah. That puts us in the winner's circle. Hey! And this is a victory that overcomes the world, our faith. And just to quantify, who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus is a son of God? So if you believe verse 1 and you believe verse 4 and 5, winners circle. Conquistadors. Arise! Vamos! It's awesome. John 16, 33, it says, These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. There's been some tribulating stuff going on around here lately. But he says, be of good cheer. Cheer yourself up. Don't get freaked out. Cheer up. Why? I have overcome the world. We are connected to him. If he, if he overcomes the world, as he is, so are we. He's a world overcomer. And so are we. We're not undercomers here. We don't undercome. We overcome. Amen. And we take over. Right? We don't take sides. Just take over. Like when we came into this place, we took it over. My goodness. Was, <laughs> we came in with a team of people, and, and Marilyn was sitting there going, oh. Oh, you guys are going so fast. I said, Marilyn, just, just hang on. We got this. Just hang on for the ride. What did we do? We came in. We took over. Look at this place now. I, I tell people we, we went from an outhouse to a penthouse. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Literally. It was. We had to use one out there. <laughs> ah. But it was a brand new house. Yeah. So, like, we don't, hey, listen, we do not settle for seconds of, on anything. Even if it is an outhouse, it's going to be, it's going to be a Cadillac. Oh, yeah. Where no one else's hat ever. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Romans 8 37. Praise the Lord. I like that. What is nay? <laughs> Romans 8.37 in the King James, it says, nay. Maybe it's part of the winter circle thing. Nay, well, Wilbur, you know. I don't know if any of you remember that show, but hey, Mr. Ed, is that before your time? Oh, why do I remember it then? I don't know. Okay, so anyways. Thank you for your support. Um, <laughs> Romans 8.37, it says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. He didn't say you're just a conqueror. He said you're more than that. You are a biggest size, come on, 100% packed full conqueror. Man! Ha! 
Hallelujah. He said, we are more than a conquerors through him who, that loved us. And we know that he loved us because he said so. Come on. we got to tell ourselves sometimes, take yourself to the mirror and look at it and say, God loves you. Sometimes you just have to do it. Verse 38, it says, for I am persuaded. I am fully persuaded that... I did not script that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It says, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor COVID, nor mask, nor man or beast, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. God loves us. He loves us. He can't help himself. That's the God we serve. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow. Come on. Nothing's going to separate us from the love of God, which is incredible. No thing. No thing. Nothing. No thing at all. Nada. In Russia, it's nyet. Nyet. Amen. <laughs> Colossians 2.15, it says, Having spoiled principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. In what? In everything that he put his hand to. Everything. Absolutely everything. Now listen to this in the message. It says that he stripped, the, he stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. No weapons. The Bible says that the Lord broke the teeth of the ungodly. The devil goes around as a a roaring lion, but he's got no teeth. So he's gumming you. So just roll over and just take a massage. Well, he's got no teeth. He's not going to hurt you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Living Bible, in this way, God took away Satan's power to accuse you of sin. He took it away. Satan cannot accuse you. He's called the accuser of the brethren if you listen to his accusations. La, 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 la. Just watch Dumb and Dumber for a little bit, and you'll catch that. La, 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 la. If he starts talking to you, talk back. Don't listen. You better talk back. Say something. He says, in this way, God took away Satan's power to accuse you of sin. God openly displayed to the whole world Christ's triumph at the cross while your sins were all taken away. Absolutely. All taken away. And of course, Revelation 12, 11, it says, and they and we overcame him that by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. Woo! We love not their lives unto the death. Why? Because we're living we're living large, and we're taking over. We're stepping into the winner's circle. Bam. If you see somebody in the winner's circle, drag them over. Say, you're in the wrong circle. <laughs> Get away from that donkey over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you got to be hanging out with the thoroughbreds. It's the thoroughbreds that win. It's the donkeys that are still stuck in the, in the, in the starter's box. And I ain't moving. I ain't going to do that. You can't tell me to do that. You ever try to get a donkey to move? 
No, they're stubborn. <laughs> Say la. Winner circle. Any select group of winners, achievers, or those that have been accepted as worthy. We have been accepted as worthy. Ephesians 1. We all know this one, but it's good to hear it again. In New King James this time, Annette. Ephesians 1, verses 3 to 6. It says, blessed be the, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, past tense, blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated or predesigned, predetermined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He did it on purpose. He adopted us, not because we're welfare cases. Oh, no, no, no. We're sons. We're in the big house. Amen. Come on now. Woo! Front table. So, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted. He made us accept. Poof! You're accepted in the beloved. He did that. Romans 3.22 to 26, New Living. We're jumping over to another side. Romans 3.22 to 26. Listen to this. I, I, I read this and I went, whoa. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. We are made right. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Come on. Verse 23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. But verse 24, yet God with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Jesus, or through Christ Jesus when he freed us from our penalty for sins. Verse 25, for God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shed in his blood, shed his blood. Amen. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair. Come on, I got to read it again. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in the times past. He was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus, he declared, if you're a believer, he declared you right now righteous in his sight. We're there. Romans 5, 16, it says, and the result of God's gracious gift is, is very different from the result of the one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God. Had nothing to do with us, but everything to do with him. Even though we were guilty of many sins, verse 17, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater, say even greater, even greater. 
is God's wonderful grace, his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin woo, and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. This is good. Uh, Verse 18, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation to everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a brand new life for everyone. Woo! That's us. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners, but because one other person obeyed God, many will be righteous. We qualify. We qualify. This is one of pastor's favorite verses in, in um, 2 Corinthians 5.21. New living though. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The message. God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong. God, isn't that good? God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong. You start thinking about that, it'll almost make you tear up. He put the hurt on him. So we could be put right with God. He put the, he put the wrong on Jesus so we could be put right with God. What an exchange. What an exchange. It's amazing. <laughs> Romans 8, verses 1 to 3, um, New Living Translation. <laughs> this is kind of cool. It says, so now, so now, right now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. In verse 2, because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. We've been set free. There's no condemnation. Don't listen to that. There's conviction. Be convicted. We're human. Spiritually speaking. Hallelujah. Remember, we are to step into the role and the position of a winner. And with that in mind, let's go to 2 Timothy um, verse chapter four, verse seven, King James, second Timothy four, seven. I have fought a good fight. What's a good fight? When you win, right? <laughs> I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And I have kept the faith. So the word fight, and Pastor taught us this, agonizomai, agonizomai, from which we get the word agony, speaks of strenuous effort in an athletic contest. And I got this as a side note. It's good to read the, these notes from, from the vines and stuff. It says, Paul didn't just say that he merely fought, or even that he fought a good fight. Rather, he fought the good fight. Paul reached the end of his life satisfied that he fought the good one. He didn't fight a bad fight. He didn't jump into an argument that wasn't his. 
He didn't stick his nose into something that wasn't his business. He said, I fought a good, the good fight. Amplified. Ooh. It says, I have fought the good, the worthy, the honorable, the noble fight. I have finished the race. I have kept, firmly held the faith. Verse 8, as to what remains henceforth, there is laid up to me, uh, for me, the victor's crown of righteousness. For being right with God and doing right, and we are here right now, being and doing. So what are you doing? I'm being and doing. Thank you very much. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me and recompense. Reward. Come on now. Me on that great day. And not to me only, but also to all of those who have loved and yearned for and welcomed his appearing at his return. Mm, 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 mm. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, King James, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you are also called. We're called, and we professed a good profession before many witnesses. New Living says that you have confessed so well before many witnesses. What's your confession? What are you confessing? We're in the winner's circle now. What are you confessing? You, you listen to the people that, that win championships. What are they confessing in the winner's circle? Oh, man, we got beat up. We got the stuff and kicked out of us. No, they're not. That is not their confession. Their confession, hey, man, we got a great team behind us. We got a great team with us. We play for the, we play for the name that's on the front, not on the back. That's our confession. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We are members of this family of New Covenant Ministries. It's on the front. What your name is, your, you, what your profession is, on the back. What you do is on the back. Who you play for is on the front. We're family. So what? We have a bump in the road. Anybody have, not having a bump in the road in their own family? You don't diss your family. Well, you shouldn't. Praise the Lord. But you, but you shouldn't. Right? You deal with it. But you don't, you don't leave them. Come on. You can, you can disagree without being disagreeable. Families do that all the time. And then if they get too disagreeable, they go outside and they fight. Then they come back and they, give, they hug it out. Right? Come on. Anybody? <laughs> Guys, you have brothers. You went outside. You duked it out. Threw them in a turnbuckle. Came back in. It's all, you just hug and it's all good. Let's go make a sandwich. That's what we do. <laughs> Passion. So fight with faith for the winner's prize. Again, step into the winner's circle. Lay your hands upon eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession before the multitude of witnesses. See, that confession needs to be made in a, in a bunch of, in the front of a multitude of witnesses. Saying confession in front of people. Man. I'm a conquistador. <laughs> That's no fool. <laughs> I got one. Toro! Toro! 
See? Illustrated sermon. Thank you, Joanne. I told you as a conquistador. I just need one of those hats, right? Woo! For Christmas. Anyways, praise the Lord. Okay. Um, no, I can't wear pants that tight anymore. <laughs> Those days are gone. <laughs> There's no room in the inn. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> uh, no, I'd be busting other seams. Oh, glory to God. Yeah, uh, happy wraparound because. <laughs> All right. Bring it back. Glory to God. So, here's a side note. This was good. <clears throat> it says, Jesus paid the price on the cross, and he fought the battle for us. And if you're in a battle, which almost all of us are, Jesus already paid the price for whatever it is we're dealing with. If, if it's your physical health, marriage issues, work issues, mental health issues, every battle that has ever or will ever come our way has been won at Calvary 2,000 years ago, right? Every enemy is defeated in Jesus' name. It says, you may be, this is, these, some of these notes are amazing. You may be thinking, what does that have to do with fighting the fight of faith? Well, the only battle we are called to fight, according to the word of God, is the battle of faith. That's our fight. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. Passion, Passion says, so fight with faith for the winner's prize. Jesus won the battle, so you claim the winner's prize by receiving your victory by faith. By faith. The word says that you will have whatever you say, and that according to your faith, let it be unto you. So rise up, get proactive with your mouth. I like this. Get proactive with your mouth, with your confession of faith, as Timothy says, lay your hands upon eternal life. Woo! Jesus paid the price for your eternal life, for your salvation, which includes your healing, your deliverance, your provision, your protection. So rise up, lay hold of what he purchased for you with his own blood. It's time for you to take it. It's time for me to take it. It's time for us to take it. It's free. Cost him everything, but it's free for us. It's yours, and you receive it by faith. Huh. We fight the good fight of faith by thanking him. We fight the good fight of faith by praising him. Woo! Jesus, you are so good. You are so, so good. Man, we speak life over our circumstances. We declare God's blessing over our marriages. We speak the word over our health, our finances. We declare victory by speaking forth what Jesus did at Calvary. Come on. When everything around you says it's over, we declare that the victory is ours in Jesus' name. It ain't over. No, 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 no. Remember the, the, old, uh, the, the, the swan, well, whatever that swan duck thing is that's trying to swallow the frog? They said it ain't over because the frog's got a pelican. All right, thank you. Pelican's got his, <laughs> the frog's got his hands around the pelican's neck. You're not going to swallow me today. It is not over. I'll choke you out. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. 
So we declare that victory is ours in Jesus' name. When the doors in front of you look shut, we speak favor, we speak of victory, we speak abundance. In Jesus' name, the doors will supernaturally open. They've been doing that for us for years. As this church is, come on, you. We had a wall of faith. And all of those people that were on that wall that have been in our church, that have spoken to all of our lives, and have left deposits in us. Well, deposits hasn't left. You know, you think about Elisha when he was in that cave. He was already dead. They threw that dead guy on his bones and he came back to life. All those prophecies, all those words spoken unto you are still there. He didn't change his mind. He doesn't take it away. It's still there. But it's a fight. And all we have to do is stay in faith. It's called sweatless victory. <laughs> stay in sweatless victory. What is that? Jesus, <laughs> we win. We win. Jesus won the battle. We don't have to sweat it. We won. A couple more verses. Psalms 130. In the Passion Translation, verse 7. Listen to this. It says, O Israel, O New Covenant Ministries Church, keep hoping, keep trusting. We keep waiting on the Lord for he is tenderhearted, he's kind and forgiving, and he has a thousand ways to set you free. He's got a thousand ways to do that. Well, how's he going to do it? Uh, maybe it's 799. He's got a thousand ways to set you free. He's got a thousand ways to, to, to guide us and to lead us. Where, what, what are our next steps? I don't know, but he does. And he's got a thousand ways to get it to us. And he will not stutter. We trust him. The wind is in the mulberry trees. Come on. There is a sound. <laughs> yep, yeah, on the mic, please. No, you talked about all of the, you know, the hall, the wall of faith that we had over at 110 Thorn Avenue. And, you know, thousands of people went through those doors. Mm. And some of them are long gone from the kingdom of God, but the seed is still there. Yes. So I'm going to ask you to prophesy to that seed to bring it to harvest in Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. We just speak. To every single person that has uh, entered the doors of New Covenant Ministries Church. That have been under the voice of all of these anointed ministers of you, Lord Jesus. And we say and we declare and we decree right now, you come home. You come home. Scales be removed. Hearts be recreated. Hearts be softened. Creating them a new heart, Lord, in Jesus' name. And a heart, creating us a clean heart when they come back, that, that our arms are wide open to receive them in Jesus' name, Lord. Total restoration in absolutely everything, every area. If they, if they had messes in their area, Lord, we say, restore. There was nobody before to say restore. We say restore today in Jesus' name. Restore that has been missing. Restore all those broken hearts, broken, oh, broken people, broken relationships. Bring them back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Can these bones speak? Yes, yes they can. Yes, they can. In Jesus' name. Ah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Last verse. Ice is this cake. Romans 8, 28. We know. We know. We know. Beyond a shadow of a doubt that all things work together for good to us. We love God. To us, we love God. He loves us. Amen. <laughs> and to those who are the called, that's us, according to his purpose. So what shall we say to these things? Things? God is for us. Nobody, no thing, no loser can be against us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So step into the winner's circle. Claim your prize. You more than conquering champions. Step in. Take it. Jesus' name. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.